Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by the Mouse Seat Free Mozzie. Mouse Seat Free, good <laughs> enough for me. Oh, uh, how we doing? Good. Uh, was that supposed to be a Howie Roseman joke or? How we doing? <laughs> Continue from last episode. <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm excited to get into some of these teens where um, we can. I think get a little more uh, into our subjective evaluations because on the overhaul teams we covered last time. It's, you know, a little tough to, like, totally shit on, like, the overhaul, except for, like, a couple of them, but on some of these teams that, like, made one hire or two hires or kept everyone, there's maybe a little bit more to talk about on the organizational dysfunction or lack of vision or success and everything, but um, how are you doing? Mm. Life's good, man. Life's good. I'm ready to shit on some teams that should have fired some people. <laughs> and Ready to and do some shit praise. in a new chair? No. <laughs> Exactly. Well, you know, I'll use the old chair for that. Um, and also ready to praise the teams that didn't change anything because they didn't need to. Mm-hmm. And it's good that they were able to bring everyone back because you know what? When a team does well, suddenly everyone wants to hire their coaches. Mm-hmm. And we have seen a few teams that are doing really well right now. Uh, maintain their current coaching roster, which is great to see. Uh, yeah, in the past the you've seen, Yeah, it just fall apart because they win the Super Bowl and then they all get poached and there's no consistency left on the team. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of those teams will come up pretty early on, but for now we're just going to go in uh, alphabetical order. We'll start with the uh, Cardinals, who uh, pretty much kept everyone. And As far I, as I'm aware, yeah, I think they have all you know cylinders firing consistency here yeah i think i think they do get like the five out of five consistency as far as i'm aware all the position coaches are the same i believe gm's the same it's been steve kime right so steve kime he's been there for a while so they uh pretty much retained everyone and uh let's see oh yeah so i guess cam turner technically got promoted he was the assistant quarterback coach it is now the quarterback coach because the quarterback coach of tom clemens retired um and yeah, they, they kind of promoted Sean Kugler from O line to O line and run game coordinator. But again, just like a lot of very like specific organizational like promotions that aren't you know aren't really even a change. It's just like the, yeah, oh. they're not new faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because because Clements was like kind of uh, like the quarterback coach and run game coordinator, and now he's gotten these kind of these guys that were essentially doing it are stepping in. So. I mean, I guess, I mean, more or less a five consistency, maybe like it's like a 4.8, but they're pretty consistent. And in my opinion, uh, mostly good. I know we've kind of given Cliff some crap, but I think it's good to have the consistency when you're kind of breaking in a young team, especially a new quarterback, not a new quarterback, but young quarterback. 
Yeah, I mean, it's good to have consistency, right? Um, especially within the head coaching and you have a new quarterback and essentially a whole new team with all new players. So it's good to bring that back. So I'm not going to knock them for, you know, not getting rid of somebody that they should have that or maybe didn't do great last year. Like, yeah. I think some of Cliff's play calling and decision making was pretty questionable last year, but I'd still rather him be there yeah. at least through 2021 just so there's some, you know, a model there of continuity for the players. Yeah, and I think he's got time to learn when to big brain sure. and when to not big brain. And like, right. Because he's a pretty new NFL coach. There's a lot of stuff you, you know, get used to. But he's more or less their OC as well. And then, you know, Vance Joseph again is a DC. Um, most of the position coaches are the same as we said. And then Kime is a GM. So pretty, pretty consistent team. Um, and we've got another bird with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, again, pretty much almost fully consistent aside from like David Colin. Yeah, pretty <laughs> or much. Or David Coley, sorry. Yeah, the, Coley. The new, the new uh, Houston head coach. <laughs> but yeah, obviously Harbaugh, Roman, and Martindale there. Um, the, pretty much the only new uh, things are at the position coaches. A um, couple replacements there. So uh, T. Martin replaces David Coley at receivers coach and uh they're making a few adjustments on like the defensive side especially I think in the uh, position coaching um Anthony Weaver is now their um D-line and run game well I see him as run game coordinator so I don't know if he's both or not but um I assume like <laughs> run game against against the run game so um yeah he because their their last guy got poached but he wasn't that effective so I think they're kind of cool with it. And then Rob Ryan actually uh, making an appearance as the inside linebackers coach. And then uh, yeah, that's got, something he can do. Yeah, that, yeah, he's he's fine. That's 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 solid for him. And then they've got uh, Danton uh, Lynn. It's D apostrophe A N T O N. So I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. But he is Anthony Lynn's son. Um, oh, there so we go. The An- Anton Anthony, yeah, Lynn, um, and same special teams coach. So. A lot of consistency there. Um, I think maybe more like a four out of five, um, because a lot of the position coaches are changing actually, but um, everything else is about the same. Um, I had never heard of this guy. He was a four-star recruit. He actually was signed as an undrafted free agent by the Jets in 2012, and then became an intern Lynn? for them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of these. Uh, born Anthony Ray Lynn the second. Mm, interesting. That goes by Danton Lynn. Mm. So, I think I think Anthony Weaver, Weaver is actually their run game coordinator and also the D line coach. So it's a very it's kind of an interesting combo, but it makes sense because if you understand trench matchups, I guess you understand the run game more or less. So he's not just the defensive line run game stopper. Well, yeah, so he's, he's also... a defensive line coach. So he stops he, he stopping the run, but he, I think he's also is the run game coordinator. Interesting. But yeah, it's, which is like an odd thing, but like I guess it makes sense. Like, you know, if you understand how to plug up the run, you probably understand how to open up the run. Yeah, that's uh very interesting. Yeah, man. Whoa. Yeah, I've never se- I have never seen that before. Yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, I I guess you know the Ravens like I, they're like a pretty innovative team, I'd say. So. Oh, definitely. A very like forward thinking team. So I'm I said I'm kind of intrigued by it, but again, kind of four out of five, all the consistency there. Um, but yay for keeping a you know good staff intact. Yeah, I would definitely say yay. We uh, Harbaugh's a great coach. I think the only one you could maybe be like, nah, they could have upgraded at 
OC potentially because you know Roman had a weird year, but I'm still with keeping him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that that's the one where I was like, because eh, there has been some like backlash on him in general, yeah. but at least for last year because I know they thought about being predictable. So yeah. Uh, moving on to what I believe is going to be a 5 out of 5 consistency is the Bills. I believe so. Yeah, this is a 5 out of 5, everyone the same. You know, coach, OC, DC, position, special teams, GM, all the same. And big yay for sure. Like, this is probably like the biggest win. This this may end up being like the biggest win, the biggest <clears throat> plus, the best rating of any team in the NFL once you get through this just because... It's such a good staff, and they kept everybody. Yeah, as of now, it would be my number one, like, overall best. Brian Dable was getting tons of requests uh, to be, you know, poached, and he wanted to stay with the Bills. Mm-hmm. And they're, they've got a, yeah, hell yeah, hell Brian yeah is Dable. right. Yeah, hell, I love hell all yeah. of them. Uh-huh, Leslie, well, like, Leslie Frazier's a great coach, too. Um, yeah, and, and, and Brandon Bean's a great guy. GM. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Brian, Brian Dable is, is a great OC. I'm surprised like a team didn't give him a crazy offer. I'm sure that he, I think that he did. I think he Maybe. did get crazy offers. Yeah. I think he decided that he wanted to stay there, which you'd like to see. Yeah, like good organization. <clears throat> so, which is kind of funny thing about the Bills is a good organization. But hey, <laughs> they're a, they they had the dark years, and I empathize with that. And. Uh, I'm glad, like, super happy for them that mm-hmm. they have this beautiful coaching staff. That we, hey, you know what? We were on that. We were on that. Took my own horn, the mm-hmm. Sean McDermott train, right when he was hired. Yeah, that that was a great hire, and it, it's <clears throat> yeah. The the Bills' trajectory is one that like five years ago was like one that would have been very unexpected, and even the start of Josh Allen's career when he was drafted, like last year was an absurd year for them, and they overperformed in general but yeah hell yeah bill is super consistent let's go um let's go next up we've got carolina who is actually pretty consistent uh from last year to this year mm-hmm. not a lot of change um <coughs> and again it was like all pretty new uh last year but um you know you're not gonna clean house again the next year probably they've got a new quarterbacks coach with uh sean ryan and um, they've got a new D-line coach with Frank Okum. Okam. He, mm. uh, let's see. Yeah, he was with uh, Rule at um, at Baylor. And he was with the Pandas last year. So, higher within the organization. Um, and I believe Sean Ryan is from the Lions. So, mostly consistent team. And then, obviously, the big one is the new GM with Scott Fitterer. Yeah, Sean Ryan's one of those... Uh... QB coaches that a lot of people have their eye on mm-hmm. as like he's going to be a coach someday because he's been in the NFL he's just under 50 he's been in the NFL for 21 years dang and he bounces around team to team and just makes their quarterback better um, for like two years at a time yeah he's with the Giants for a while yeah Texans for a bit which he was with the Texans at the start of Watson's career that's a <laughs> that's a very good one um, yeah Detroit was you know Stafford so, and then, yeah, so the, he's got the uh, job of working with uh, Darnold this year. So, mm-hmm. and uh, so Scott Fitter, a new GM who brought Darnold in, he's their uh, new hire there. 
and um, he was most recently with the Seahawks since uh, 2001. He was like an area scout for like a decade, director of college scouting for a few years, co-director of player personnel for a few years, moved up to VP of football operations, and wow. was snagged by the Panthers. So, Snagged. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about this guy, but his name is Scott, so I assume <laughs> he's a very, very so good Seems like GM. a cool guy. Sounds like a cool like, guy. Yeah, his name's Scott, and he likes Sam Darnold, so you guys have a lot in common. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for that. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, the whole Sean Ryan to work with Darnold thing makes me very happy and optimistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I assume he's gonna watch Darnold like one play and be like, "All right, these are the thirty-six things you just did wrong, and you still <laughs> somehow got the ball out well. So if we can fix these, then you might be able to do that really consistently." Yeah, a, <laughs> a good QB coach with Darnold there, I think, is gonna be like a very nice thing that he's not really had before, <laughs> like. Competent coaching around him is going to be huge. So, they Carolina pretty much gets a four for consistency. We'll say because mm-hmm. the quarterbacks coach, although new from a different organization, is very competent. The D line guy is within, and the GM is the only like major new change. Um, so we'll give them a four for consistency on there. Um, kind of tough to evaluate it just because it's mostly still new, but I'll, I'll I think it's a thumbs up. It's general. a thumbs up for me. I they're one of my teams that I think is. They're 2016 Bills or whatever. Like, they're going to start bumping up pretty soon in stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm optimistic for them. Yeah, they are kind of due for some offensive regression, especially in the touchdown department, especially in the passing touchdown department. They, oh, yeah. The last two years, their, like, rushing touchdown to passing touchdown ratio has been, like, wild. They've, like, I think it's, like, .85 pretty much the last two years where they've ended up, like, rushing for more and, like, passing for a little less touchdown-wise. So, DJ Moore, maybe you'll finally get your touchdowns if you get lucky enough or just not unlucky. So, <laughs> but... Robbie? Yeah, Robbie, man. That hot start last year. So, I'm hoping that Darnold Robbie connection shows up. But next up, we've got Chicago, uh, who I'm going to boo, poo-poo on. I want to take shit on for being consistent, but in a poor manner. Um, the I think the only new... Of the main one, like the main ones we've kind of got listed on here is Sean Desai for our, as their new DC, but I believe it was uh, from within the organization. So we marked that with a different color, so it kind of has like a half point there. Um, so they're pretty consistent. They've got a couple new position coaches, I think. They're on their D-line. Yeah, just one there. So pretty consistent, like a four and a half consistency, but like a bad consistency because they've been shit. And Ryan Pace is terrible. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think it's tough because they took Justin Fields. Is that a fair argument? It's tough for me to shit on them completely because they took Justin Fields. I think they should have fired their OC. I don't know why they stayed with Bill Lazor, but I kind of think that Justin Fields is going to be really good. He might Uh, save this shitty staff. (laughs) Exactly. And I think best case scenario is they brought in fields with a whole new staff they didn't um yeah i i I think as an organization that's like my that's that's part of okay so there's two ways to look at it one you can give them some slack maybe for having fields there and like maybe it'll be okay and on the other hand you can maybe like dump on like upper management for not cleaning house along with getting a new quarterback because it's tough like i don't think they thought they were gonna get fields and so like Cleaning house is something you do kind of before the draft, 
more or less. Like, yeah, so usually. that's the problem. Yeah. They didn't go into the draft thinking, like, oh, we're here to get Justin Fields. He, if he had been, they would have been moving things around beforehand. Instead, he fell, and they're like, oh, my God, we can get Justin Fields. So they went up and grabbed him, which was good. But now they're like, wait, we should have already fired a bunch of guys, and now there's no candidates left. Yeah, I think they should have gone in kind of with the plan <clears throat> like okay like if, if, you, if you clean house on this uh this group like you're not losing out on much like worst case scenario you're really bad the next year like okay you bring in a whole new staff say hey you give we're giving us a couple years if they're terrible in 2021 like 2021 whatever like if you don't get a quarterback this draft like you should get one next year like or whatever you have a good <laughs> draft pick like i think the the cons of keeping the staff highly outweigh the you know the pros of getting rid of them or yeah, the other way around yeah and what comes back around like as sort of a double-edged sword here is if this coaching staff does get cleaned out next year which could easily happen if they have another bad year you have now made justin fields learn an offense yeah you, you mariota him you jason campbell him you sam darnold him you did all <laughs> of the the bad things <laughs> You've now given him two, you know, two coaching staffs in two years. Yeah, exactly. What you offenses want, yeah. for. So it's a no from me, dog. <laughs> yeah, not not happy with Chicago's doings. I mean, Justin Fields could save him, but very <clears throat> poorly done on the organization's part, I believe. Yeah. But moving Sad. to, uh, we're on to Cincinnati, as uh, as Bill says. Um, <laughs> pretty much all consistent all around. Um, Let's see, the only change is Troy Walters being promoted from assistant receiver coach to receiver coach because the receiver coach left. <laughs> um, and then they do have a new, oh yeah, they also have a new O-line and run game coordinator in Frank Polak. Um, he was their O-line coach in 2018, then went to the Jets for a couple of years and is now back. Um, his units have not graded well, but to be fair, they have not been talented and healthy so like yeah you know <laughs> it's tough to really shit on him there but overall pretty heavy consistency and uh we want to challenge you real quick to name the uh Bengals gm before you name him um <laughs> I'll, i guess we'll do the explorer this like can you tell us the Bengals gm <laughs> do you know the Bengals gm that's right it's duke tobin it's Duke Tobin. Yeah, no, so it's no clue. technically Mike Brown is the technical GM, but apparently since, uh, what's his name, um, Marvin Lewis stepped down, this Tobin guy's been doing the drafts for him. So I put him in here too because that's kind of, you know, the important thing. <laughs> yeah, he's, I guess, so you're not GM, but he's director of player personnel. Uh, right, Brown. officially director of player personnel, but he handles the drafts, so that's what the GM does. So it's kind of like maybe yeah mike brown's technically still president slash gm but which is yeah. a great combo yeah <laughs> super super always good. goes well so yeah, he's pretty much well. seems like he's <clears throat> ditched the drafting duties which makes sense because they've drafted a lot better the last couple years yeah so since he's gotten rid of those duties um ha. <laughs> um and i guess bill tobin is the uh personnel executive so we got the tobin tobin brothers are they? Are they have to be related? That's too much of a coincidence. Yeah, I assume they are. Um, 
Or wait, is it brothers or father and son? Uh, maybe. maybe it's father and son, because Bill is fucking 80 <coughs> years old, and Duke is 50. Bill is 80? Yeah, Bill's 80, man. Bill is 80, so they are father-son duo. I assume. <laughs> His father, <laughs> Bill Tobin, and uncle, Vince Tobin. They have a lot of Tobins. So, um, 77. But, yeah, the rest of the staff, like we said, we mentioned Zach Taylor, um... <laughs> And then Cal- Bryce Callahan, or sorry, Brian Callahan. Wow, a lot of Callahans. Um, is the OC, but I think Zach Taylor is a play calling. Could be incorrect there. Um, and then Lou on- Anarumo is the DC. Um, they do have a new D line coach, actually, too. Uh, Marion Hobby, who was with the Dolphins on their D line. Um, <sighs> again, a-, a lack of talent there. <laughs> um, kind of the last couple of years on the Dolphins D line, I think. But yeah. overall, pretty consistent for the Bengals. Um, Maybe not quite a five, but close to a five, like four point eight, something like that. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty close. Consistent. Pretty close, which I am happy for. This is a good thing. Um, a lot of people were calling for Zach Taylor's head. He's really young. Mm-hmm. He's coming into his now third year with the team. I think it's year three. Like yeah. this will be three. Same, same kind of as Cliff, um, in the sense of like, yeah, this is third year. But he's I had want a, that. <laughs> yeah, Taylor's had a different trajectory than Cliff though, because Cliff came in with Kyler. Zach came in right before Burrow. But yeah, mm-hmm. you, you don't want to switch it up on Burrow. So even if you don't like Zach Taylor, um, it's good for the, Burrow. Yeah, and there's not really much to hate on him for yet. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean your team. I mean your team was talentless. Like, yeah. let's be honest. Not to just like shit bad. on them. Yeah. Being, just being realistic, their team was talentless. I don't know how you expect you production from a talentless team, and now they're getting talent. And you want to get people like the Bengals fans want to get rid of them. Like, no, just just mm-hmm. chill for a second. It's okay. <laughs> If he yeah. stinks this year, get rid of him. But that's, you know, you have to give him three years. Yeah, at least, you know, don't call for his head immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so next up we've got uh, the Browns uh, within division as well, who I think they've got everyone back as far as I'm aware. I think they're pretty much 100% I think, I think they're back. they're five out of five. I think, I believe they have everybody, which is impressive which is you know for the browns especially like shit <laughs> right they brought back alex van pelt who was great yeah i, I um, the only thing i don't see is i don't, i can't find who their quarterback coach is i mean do they have one i don't know it says vacant and like i googled it and like i couldn't find anyone for it i'm looking to see if they have a qb coach i couldn't either but so alex van pelt was the qb coach i think with rogers right uh he might have been I'm I'm looking through. Yeah, they have no. They have like a pass game coordinator, uh, Chad O'Shea, who's also the receiver coach. Yeah, so that's what Van Pelt did before. He was the quarterbacks coach for uh, for the Packers uh, for five or so years, and he also did it with the Bengals last year. Mm, So I think that might be why they don't have one. He's kind of working two positions. Gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, five out of five here for the Browns, which is weird to say, and it's good. It's usually a good sign. Yeah. Organizational structure. Uh-huh. <laughs> Especially when you were like good and then you keep everyone. Right? And that the Browns like had one of their best years in a while. In a long, like, long time. Yeah, this, this, that's the best the Browns could feel about their team and almost ever. So <laughs> So yeah, yay for them. Yep. It's kinda weird. The Bills, the Browns, some fives in consistency. Right. Consistency. It's crazy. The times are changing. <laughs> But uh, we move on to Dallas, who didn't make a lot of changes, but one of their changes was uh, at the D.C. position where they brought in Dan Quinn. 
and yep. I like that move actually. He's me too. Really good DC. Had some struggles as a head coach, but I, I think I think defensive coordinator is his ideal role. Yep, I think he's one of the classic can coordinate, not good head coach. Um, and I love this hire because their offense has been great. They don't need to make changes. They just need their players to be healthy. And their weak spot was their terrible defense. And they So they get Dan Quinn, which is a good hire. And they also drafted, what, like eight defensive players? I mean, yeah, they're pretty much, I think draft. they drafted all defense, right? <laughs> pretty much. There were one or two that were not. Everything else was defense. So new coach with all new players. I think Dan Quinn is a great coach for young players too mm-hmm. um so i'm i'm super on board with that that's a that's a yay for me yeah i i like it because i know it's like i know last year when they brought in mccarthy there was a lot of mixed opinions on it and i think we kind of defended him a little more than most people did he's got kellen moore doing the offense um mm-hmm. i think bringing in dan quinn to the defense is very is a very good idea so he's got he doesn't have to worry about the defense as much himself um and then Dan Quinn did bring along the D-line coach and secondary uh, coach from Atlanta, uh, Aiden Dirt and Joe Witt Jr. So, yeah. It makes sense. A lot of times when you bring in a big-name coordinator, more or less, they bring some guys with them. So, Yeah, I mean, you're talking to a guy that has head coaching experience and is you know was with there with what the legion of boom yeah in Seattle. so like he can put a good defense together he's got a lot of rookies that he can coach and build up very quickly um this is to me this is a ready to compete team and mm-hmm. uh i like the hire a lot this is a big yay for me yeah um, which i hate you know dallas but hey <laughs> <laughs> yeah so Next up, we've got uh, Denver, who what their only change is actually in the front office is George Payton, although it's spelled probably like Patton, P-A-T-O-N. Which I keep wanting to say because George Patton would be such a cool a cool name for a GM. <laughs> but it's Too fine. fitting. <laughs> General. But, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds, it does sound like a general, some military name. But yeah, they get, yeah, no, General George Patton. Yeah, they kept pretty much all the coaches. Uh, only changed the D uh, D backs coach because I think he, I think we mentioned him getting poached in our last episode or sometime. You know, he's on a different he's on a different squad. Um, yeah, their defensive backs coach Christian Parker was most recently with the Packers as a quality control coach, um, and he coached in college before that as well. So he's got some experience. And uh, yeah, everyone else though is the same, regardless of if you think it's good or not. Um, we can get to that. And then um, yeah, George Payton the GM he uh, was with the Vikings for um, since 2007 so as they've kind of ascended into relevance more he's been a part of that and um, he became the GM in 2012 and then in 2015 he also received the duties of vice president of player personnel so probably you know fairly good track record in helping the Vikings kind of become relevant again he I guess he he he, along with um, who was it that we talked about right after Christian Ponder um, getting kind of an upgrade? <laughs> um, was it wasn't Spielman, was it? I think it might, it might have been Spielman. Now he and Spielman yeah. kind of like got promoted at the same time to like save the team from Christian Ponder, <laughs> I guess. Oh man, but yeah. So I think I think that's a solid move in the GM department. Pretty much getting uh, responsibility off of LA is always a good move. Um, however, I don't like pat Shermer. i think he's bad i think that's fair i 
Pat Shermer to me has just always been, he can do an offense, but he can't be a head coach, and he just can't, he's not a good head coach. So I'm, gl- I'm glad that he's in the coordinator position, but I still have doubts about him yeah. uh, as a whole. I think he was kind of terrible last year. <laughs> like, he, I think he, um, he hates the Drew game Locke. passed him a bit. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he, assuming he's still the OC, it's probably gonna be Teddy because the offense that Shermer likes to run very much caters to Teddy more so than Locke. Mm-hmm. And like he kind of he like refused to adapt to Locke last year, which is not good. Like, not good. You don't you don't want to like force your players in. You want to like work around them and you know work out what they do best. So. Again, consistency, four, but as far as, like, it's all good except for Pat Shermer, I think. And, like, so I'm not going to, like, give him, it's, it's like, uh, the, like, upwards, eh, like the, eh, like, one of those. Yeah, I mean, their team as a whole is stacked. Yeah, they just got hope for Rodgers, which... Yep. I, I guess a lot, uh, this grade could change depending on whether or not they get Rodgers. Which would be wild. Yeah, because not, not taking fields, as we said, could be very bad if they don't get Rodgers. So, Peyton, you're on the hot seat immediately. <laughs> yep, pretty much. If you get opinion, Rodgers, then you're good. Like, if you fucked up that gift that the league gave you by letting fields <laughs> drop to you, like, you you done fucked up. So you done fucked up. Yeah, they could have tremendously fumbled the bat there, as they say. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, we already covered Detroit last episode. Uh, Green Bay, mostly the same. The uh, main change is Joe Barry as a DC now. He was. Uh, oh boy. Yeah, he's been with, uh, he's been like a linebacker coach a lot, but most recently he was the assistant head coach for Sean McVay. Um, he was actually the DC for the Lions in 08 with their own 16 team, which is kind of funny. Correct. <laughs> which I know we talked. We, I think when this happened, we mentioned that like stain on his resume. But oh, and so when uh, Green Bay was looking for a D coordinator, there was you know they were interviewing these four guys, and every single person who was a Packers fan was like, "Please not Joe Barry," <laughs> any of the other ones, and then. What would happen? Joe Barry became the defensive coordinator. Uh, he's definitely got a stain on his record, and a lot of people don't like him. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that was one of many things where Rodgers was like, come on. Yeah, which, I mean, can't blame him. Like, that and the GM. Like, they've got a fair amount of consistency. Like, the, obviously, the DC change is big. Um, they actually technically changed special teams coordinators uh maurice drayton was promoted from assistant special teams coordinator after they uh parted ways with sean menenga and so you say it, a lot of ends in that name three ends in his last name huh um so it's <laughs> so within the organization though so i get uh, pretty much a four maybe maybe like a 3.8 because special like a special teams coach change is kind of a part of it um and that's fairly sizable so that's but, pretty uh, important keep keeping the gm man that's, uh, that's, that's, uh, yeah, I'm not, like, necessarily, like, sold on these moves. I mean, I like LaFleur. Yeah, like LaFleur. I'm glad they sense. kept him. And I think I think he and Hackett and, like, the offensive staff work together. Like, the offensive staff is fine. Like, LaFleur, right. offense, fine. Um, the, the defense was, like, decent enough. They just can't stop the run ever. 
Maybe maybe Joe Barry will help us stop the run. Who knows? Yeah, the, the Rams have been good against the run a fair amount lately. I think. Um, yeah. I mean, they so. had Aaron Donald, but you know. Yeah, that might be a large part of it too. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll find out. So, but yeah, keep keeping Guten cunt whatever. Uh, man, yeah, it's not- Gutekunst. Gutekunst. Yeah, but I just I I think I forgot the S for some reason. Whatever, it's kind of better without it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was up. <laughs> I guess kind of fifty-fifty here. Like we like some of the keeps, kind of on the higher, but you know, like there's I guess there's room to be optimistic maybe. Um, but yeah, keeping Goots was not ideal. So kind of fifty-fifty on them for me. What about you? Uh yeah, I'm pretty meh on it. I just yeah, I mean if my if I have Aaron Rodgers and he's my quarterback and he's saying you need to fire this GM, I'm definitely taking into strong consideration whether or not I should fire my GM <laughs> because he's been with the team for 12 years. He's definitely like a company guy and wants the Packers to do well as a whole. So like if he's saying this, you have to understand that this isn't just like a personal vendetta. This is like this guy isn't good for the organization. You need to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's you know. Pretty shitty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but moving on to uh, Indy. Uh, a lot of consistency here. Um, only change is Marcus Brady is their FC now Sirianni departing. But uh, he's been their quarterbacks coach. And they uh, have Scott uh, Milanovic, Milanovic uh, replacing him as a quarterbacks coach. So overall pretty consistent. Um, I'll say like a four and a half. Uh, maybe even a little better just because it's into organizational promotion. But for the most part, same team. Um, they do have a new running backs coach as well, actually. Uh, former uh, receiver, which is kind of odd, but he was the East Carolina head coach. Um, and he was the OC at University of Maryland. They had a fairly productive run game. So yeah, um, they've got a pretty good running back group there. So I don't think he's got a hard job ahead of him. Um, yeah. Taylor, Mack, and Hines. So, but... I, I like this coaching staff. I like this group they've got here. So, I mean, I think good job keeping things intact. Isn't um, Mike Grow a really good wide receiver coach too? Uh, I'm not sure because he he was with them last year as well. He uh, was. He's he's he not before. new. Um, but Pittman had a pretty good rookie year. Mm-hmm. Man, I hope Campbell stays healthy. So, <laughs> most recently with the Eagles. But kind of tough on the tower front. Rams 2016, Bears for a bit. Um, Alabama. Yeah, it's, he, he's, he was in college for a while, too. But some of his recent pro stints, it's just, like, tough to necessarily grade, I guess, on some of them. But <clears throat> Yeah, I'll look into that. I'm yeah, trying so- to just point out some standout. Like, this guy's a really good positional coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I want. He did win the Super Bowl... With the Eagles, right? Was With it the Eagles? Yeah, yeah, the twenty seventeen team. So oh, he was their OC in eighteen and nineteen. Whether or not that's good or not. <laughs> so what, eh. what year did they win the Super Bowl? Twenty eighteen. I thought it was seventeen. Twenty seventeen season, twenty eighteen Super Bowl. So he was there the year after. Yeah, he became the OC after that. But so. he was the wide receivers coach when they won it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So he, yeah. So he has. I mean, he has a Super Bowl ring. So he but does have a ring. More. Uh, more, <laughs> more, more Philly into- indie love cest. Yeah, <laughs> but I think I think 
the the <clears throat> consistency within the team, the coaching staff staying there, I think is a, is an overall yay good move. Definitely, for definitely yay. And of course, have to mention standout GM Chris Ballard, who's been a fucking oh, yeah. monster GM for them these past few years. Yep. Uh, next up, we've got the Chiefs. I think we can keep this simple. Everyone's still there. They're really good. Yeah. <laughs> Spags is still there. Yeah. The enemy is still somehow there. Dude, yeah, and that's like that's there. that's worth a lot in itself. <laughs> like somehow keeping him the last two years is absurd. Makes no sense, but hey, uh, all better for the Chiefs because he's been putting together some good offenses. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Just a one bit. might say. Just a bit. So he only had a fifty touchdown season. That Mahomes kid. Oh man, yeah, there. He's he's got a very cushy gig. It's I think I think it may just end up being a uh, Belichick McDaniel style thing where you've got just all this success and you might you might as well just stay like where I you're would. at. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know why you'd like <laughs> unless you got like an offer you couldn't refuse in a great situation. Like it's pretty hard to like say bye to that gig. So, I mean, legitimate question. If you were the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, you've won a Super Bowl and you had a 50 touchdown season and you got asked by the current Texans to be their head coach, would you do it? <laughs> no way. Like, <laughs> no, hell so no. I know you have to put into consideration that there's only 32 NFL head coaches at one time and it's a very rare position to get and that's really cool, but like... The situation is just so much better. Yeah, I with think, the Chiefs. I think looking through the teams that like needed coaches, I think maybe Chargers, and then I think Falcons would have been the one that made the most sense for, like, a few reasons, and also just like, of the vacancies, probably like the most competent organization. Like, I think that one could have been it. But yeah, like, he is gonna stay there until he gets a great gig. So, Chiefs consistent, nice. Um, yep, nice. Next up, we've got the Rams, who uh, their new addition is actually uh, Raheem Morris. Ooh. So he was, as many know, the uh, interim coach for the Falcons during the uh, the end of the year after Dan Quinn let, got let go. Um, they were much more competitive, and he, you know, I think, did, I mean, he obviously did enough clearly to get a, get a D.C. job, and I, I like the hire. He was working with very little in Atlanta on the defensive side. Um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, he, uh, I think, it's, so it's kind of interesting. He's actually been a head coach before, but has not been a deep coordinator before. Interesting. So, but yeah, I, I think I think it's a good move. Um, otherwise, I think they've got everyone else still in place with uh, McVay kind of calling it. So, <laughs> their OC is technically Kevin O'Connell, but I just put McVay there because he's, calling the plays right like, yeah, he's, yeah he's in the ear <laughs> so yeah he but who knows maybe we'll see now that it's not uh golf because i i'm i mean obviously the first year when they had golf mcveigh was in his ear the entire game like coaching him as he played and doing the plays um we obviously won't have to do that as much with stafford so mm-hmm. maybe we will see more kevin o'connell i don't know i really don't know yeah, but McVay definitely is a the huge part of the offense. The addition of Stafford, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, McVay is a lot. Okay, he he gets a lot of different like takes as far as like is he good, is he overrated, is he bad? This is that like in the Super Bowl, especially people give him a lot of junk for like you got figured out a few weeks before you didn't change anything. This is that blah blah blah. But it was Bill Belichick, the Patriots, that defense, 
and I think I think after this year we can kind of evaluate him a lot more. But um, so I do. The, my thing on McVeigh is that he's a very young coach, and I think the problem with young coaches is they try to big brain too hard, and I think that's a big problem they had with mm. the Super Bowl. Um, that was something he basically said without saying it was that he over schemed for the Super Bowl um, instead of just you know practicing what they were good at. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the big brain stuff. What happens is they do it and it fucks them over. Mm-hmm. And if you do it on the biggest stage, you're not going to do it as much again. So I like, I do like McVeigh. I like him moving forward. I mean, as a head coach, his record is still, I mean, unbelievably good. Yeah, I, I think he's a good head coach. I think it's a little, a little overblown. But I um, think, yeah, I think it's a little overblown. Yeah, a lot of the position coaches are uh, new. Some from out of the organization, some from within. So there is a lot of change there. Um, on the defensive side, a lot of the guys are organizational promotions. Um, they've got a new special teams coach. Um, and then, uh, yeah, offense, they um, got a new O-line coach. So a lot of positional coach changes, even their organizational. So I'll knock them, like, half a point for that and say they got a 3.5 consistency. But um, I like the moves they made and keeping a lot of stuff intact. So, I mean, yeah. I guess Joe D. Camillus, special teams coordinator, did win the Super Bowl with the Broncos, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Yeah, he's actually been a special teams coordinator like since 2009 in various spots, most recently for the Jags. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, being part of the Jags is kind of just a shit game. Yeah. <clears throat> um, <laughs> next up, speaking of some shit, we've got the uh, Raiders, who kept everyone for some reason. They did not make any coaching changes. Yeah, I... Uh, man, uh, I mean, yeah, but or did they? Did they? I think they changed their DC. Did they? I, I, Gus I, Bradley. I, yeah. So okay, they have a new DC. My bad. They. Uh, I mean, they needed one. Obviously, after how bad it was, I forgot they. I forgot they got rid of uh, Gunther there. Who was the guy, the guy last guy. year? Yeah, Gunther. Yeah, I think I think I had an old list pulled up. Um. So yeah, Raiders had changed one thing. Um. Got Gus Bradley in there, and um, a couple new position coaches with the linebacker and defensive backs, which makes sense. They sucked um but man i'm gonna keep dumping on greg olson and uh tom cable and this this personnel picking pairing of mayock and gruden that has done a pretty horrible job um until they change something yeah i think we all would have liked to see one more change here on this staffing and to me that would have been mayock and i mean i guess they're giving gruden i mean this if Gruden doesn't have a good year, he's probably gone, right? Yeah. I don't think Gruden has coached poorly. I think he's just been a part of the personnel decisions with Mayock, and it has gone very poorly. It, it has gone poorly, yes. And I, their offense hasn't been bad, but I don't know if I want to get... I don't think Olsan deserves the credit because I don't think they're... Like, I don't think he's been the reason it's been okay. So... I mean, so Derek Carr is a solid, not amazing, but solid quarterback, and they had one of the better offensive lines the past couple years. Yeah. What they haven't had is a whole lot of wide receivers, and I get that. Yeah. They've got Waller, at least, but yeah. But, you know, right, having Waller and that offensive line and a good, like, a good, competent quarterback in Carr, like, yeah, he's not the best, but he's he's very competent. Mm Mm-hmm. You, their offense should be a little bit more productive. Yeah, Carr's, um, Carr's definitely above the Dalton line. <laughs> he definitely. So you might have maybe wanted to see a few, you know, 
outside hires, bring in some people from somewhere else that could maybe juice up the offense a bit. Uh, yeah, but they the, changing the defensive coordinator was needed. Uh, like the defensive overhaul was part of it. Like the like okay. I think after how poorly their defense performed, you have to change the coaching staff, but the personnel is a large part of it. Their defensive personnel is just garbage. Like. Right, which a lot of it falls on Mayock, which is why we're yeah. like, the Mayock needs to get his shit together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're kind of fucking some stuff up. So Yeah. You're kind of fucking up right now, Mayock. Yeah, I, I'm being harder on them as well because of being a Raiders fan, but again, I'll say this every time we talk about it, I was not a fan of the Mayock hire initially, and... Whether it's Mayock or Gruden or both with the personnel, it's just been bad. Like, yes, personnel's not good. No, and like, maybe they just need to get Gruden out of personnel because Gruden's Gruden's bad at personnel. Like, he's a good coach, (laughs) Uh, at least I think so. But he's terrible at personnel. Like, he didn't think Julio was good. Like, we've seen all sorts of stuff about like Julio likes this that. Like, he's overhauled teams that he's taken over and won with. Like, they they've turned bad quickly. Like, his personnel management is just like you don't want him doing that. But right, <clears throat> you're cool with them coaching. Anyway, um, uh, Miami, uh, fairly consistent actually. Um, they changed OCs, which was necessary. So good move yes. there. Yes. Oh my um, goodness. Yeah, Changeli was not getting it done. They actually have <sighs> two coordinators with uh, Studisville and Godzi, which I think Studisville is pretty much the run game guy, and Godzi's pretty much the uh, pass game guy. Because uh, Studisville was running backs coach and Gazi was tight ends coach, so I think that might be key to them as those roles and just upgrading them each into like partial OC, which is intriguing. Like that's not something we've seen before, so I'm curious how that goes. But I'm yeah, I, I'm optimistic. <clears throat> I'm gonna go with Studeville. Um he running backs and co-offensive coordinator, and then Gazi tight ends co-offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, has Godzi been there? Um, he was there. Okay, so he's been there with Gasicki too, which is nice. Yeah, he's been like they've both been there for like a little bit. Um, and a couple of the new hires, like new new, I think. Um, so Charlie Fry is actually now their quarterbacks coach, and uh, Lemuel Jean Pierre, very interesting. Um, wow. <laughs> he uh, he has been with the Dolphins, so uh, interorganizational promotion, but still promotion. Um, he'll be the O-line coach after being the assistant O-line coach in 2020. So a lot of those that we see, like, assistant position coach, and the position coach is gone, and now <laughs> he's the position coach. But I think the uh, OC thing's interesting, but, again, they're both within the organization, so I think it adds, like, a little bit of a straight consistency. It kind of makes up for some of the other changes, so I think it'll give him, like, a four consistency, maybe, like, 4.2. I don't know. Like, yeah. A little above a four because it's from within the organization. For sure. Maybe even four and a half. I think I'd that'd say be four and a half. Yeah. yeah, four and a half. And I think it's good because the one issue they had, I think, was their play calling. It was and pretty they fixed bad. It. So I, I think they did a swell job. Swell. I'll put swell <laughs> because yeah, they literally just needed to change the play calling to help two that. out. Yeah. But moving on to uh, Minnesota. Uh, again, they didn't change a whole lot. Only the difference is that Clint Kubiak is now the OC replacing his father, Gary Kubiak. Um, and Clint was the uh, quarterbacks coach the last two seasons, so I mean, this is this is like barely a change. You're going from Gary Kubiak to his son Clint Kubiak. Like, I don't does that even have to count as half point? Like, right. But um, now, there, there's the a, there are a lot of positional coach changes though. Um, 
quarterbacks coach change, uh, receiver change, um, and then on the defense, um, actually Paul Gunther is now the senior defensive assistant, um, and then Carl Scott's secondary coach, and then yeah, they have a new special teams coordinator was Ryan Ficken. Um, not to be confused, not to be confused with Sam Ficken, the kicker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kicking with Ficken. Yeah. So a lot of new coaches like in the positional roles and kind of secondary roles so i think about about a four consistency seems right yeah i'll give him a four yeah i I guess they lose a half point for the oh i mean at most for the oc change and probably about a point position coach wise it's actually yeah four sounds right just because not all the changes are there on the position coaches and then it's it's kubiak's son (laughs) <laughs> um, although, so within this though, are you, is there anything you would have changed, or are you cool with how they did it? No, I'm fine with how they did it. I, I mean, I like Mike Zimmer as a head coach, mm-hmm. and Spielman's done a great job as the GM. So, I mean, I don't see much of a difference in the Kubiak change, uh, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of expect them to keep doing what they've been doing. Yeah, I think last year, like, how bad they were is, is sort of more of an anomaly than, like, I think, like, than a downfall, I think. I, don't, I think they'll be okay. I'm not oh, necessarily yeah. concerned about their, like, long-term outlook after just one bad year. Right. But next up, we've got New England, who I believe kept everything mostly the same. They brought Patricia back um, as assistant head coach. assistant. Sorry, assistant to the head coach, I think, is actually how it's listed, which is kind of hilarious. Oh, Matty P. Yeah. So I don't think that even impacts consistency at all because he's been there. Like everything's the same there. So and I think they get a five for consistency. Um, so Steve Belichick's still actually the, the DC. Um, I think technically, or maybe like, I, I think Belichick, like I, I need to check how it exactly works. Cause I think Belichick, sorry, I think Bill, all, cause they're multiple Belichick still like, I think he technically controls the defense. And then I know Steve is like a large part of it. He's telling the outside linebackers coach actually. So, but I think he does a fair amount of the uh, duties as well. <laughs> duties. Mm-hmm. So, either way, it's a Belichick working the defense. Um, I mean, yeah, there's no reason for them to change the staff. And Matt Patricia, as bad as he was the head coach, he works well with Bill. So, not uh, I'm not terribly. I'm not gonna dog on him for bringing him there. Right. Yeah. I mean. Uh, he sucked as a head coach, but and we all know that everybody ev- we know it. Everybody everybody knows it. But um, I mean, yeah, he worked fine with Bill in the past. That's why he got the head coaching job in the first place. So probably go fine. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it all depends on just how their team plays with the lack of receivers and the quarterback uncertainty. But that's not what this one's about. So <laughs> uh, next up, we've got New Orleans, who. They're keeping a lot of their mainstays, um, but the position coaches are pretty overhauled. New quarterbacks, receivers, run game, tight end, no line, defensive backs, like all the position coaches have changed pretty much, except for like a couple. So that's a large part of it. Um, And I think losing Breeze and having some of those changes kind of hurts, but they did keep um, enough of the other guys that it's not as big of an issue, I think. Um, and then they, of course, lost Fontenot, but they still have the same GM and Mickey Loomis, so probably, like, a four consistency, but um, as far as um, positional coaches, yeah, a lot of changes there. They obviously lost Joe Lombardi to the Chargers. Um, 
I don't know if they've actually filled the receiver slot yet. Um, and then Dan Campbell um, was actually with the Saints, I believe. And then uh, new all-line coach again, uh, new defensive backs coach. I think he was with the Legion of Boom, Chris Richard. Um, but yeah, they kept Peyton in there. And Carmichael's been there forever. Dennis Allen has been there for a while. And their defense has been pretty awesome. So I think uh, they kind of had to change their position coaches because a lot of them got poached. So I think I think good move keeping a lot of these guys. Yeah, they lost Aaron Glenn, which was my big my big one because he was their cornerbacks coach. Um, he's now with the Lions. A lot of positional changes for this team, but it's I mean all of it's just gonna hinge on the quarterback play. Like I I can't really evaluate it because like they're they're like coaching stuff because like we've not seen the team without Drew Brees. <laughs> just have it. In a long time. In a really long time. It's been, it's been like quite a, a while. Quite a while. 20 years? <laughs> 20 years? 15 years? 15-ish, something like that. It's been many years. But uh, moving on, we've got the Giants, who I believe kept most of their team. The only changes are uh, tight ends coach and O-line coach. Uh, Robert Sale, uh, first-time uh, NFL coach. I think might maybe in any spot. Um yeah, he was with the Louisiana Raging Cajuns for a bit recently. Wow. But yeah, this is his first NFL gig. And then Derek Dooley, which is, <laughs> I love that name, is not a tight ends coach. <laughs> um, so, yeah, for the most part, pretty consistent. Um, almost a five. They keep everything else in place. I think, uh, obviously, like Joe Judge, pretty new. A lot of, a lot of these guys came in last year. Um, the only question mark, I think, as far as, uh, who they've kept going forward. I think we're both going to kind of say maybe Jason Garrett. Because, <laughs> like, we talked about it. He's not bad. He's just not creative. And right. there may be a need for some creativity, given, like, I mean, you got to be creative with Kadarius Tony, I think, or at least not be stuck in a box with him. If you're not, you're not using him right. Exactly. So, very consistent across the board. Uh, I mostly am cool with it. Again, only kind of concern is how Garrett does. I'm definitely cool with it in the sense that, you know, this is Daniel Jones. I think, is it his fourth year? Oh, gosh. I thought it was his third year. I thought it was third, but he might, like, he was yeah, 2017 with Haskins. No, he came in 2019 with Haskins. 2019? Sorry, yeah, 2017 was, 19, oh, 20, yeah, the, other, and yeah. the, so the good trio. T- <laughs> They're good ones. Um, so yeah, this will be his third year, and so yeah, I, I guess the consist for consistency's sake, going into third year and not giving him a new set again, right? It's probably the right move, as we talked about a couple times. Right. So you know, Jason Garrett, we know what he is and what that is isn't exciting or outstanding, but I think he's good in the OC role and you know keep things consistent. Obviously, last year they had so many injuries that it was impossible to get a good gauge on that offense and how it should be running because they had no Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they had a lot of injuries and uh, just a lot of, like, bad luck. I was listening to them uh, <laughs> um, so talking about, like, the... Uh, I think this was, like, the J.J. Zacharyson and he was talking about, like, touchdown regression on a team bases and, like, and both New York teams are, like, super unlucky touchdown-wise, pretty much. Um, so oh, yeah. Probably reasonable to expect a bounce back from them just on like variance sake and like regression <laughs> sake and then also they should just be better so 
Right, from expectation and then the fact that they need to regress to the mean there of how teams score. Mm-hmm. So statistically they added, speaking. They added a lot, yeah. So. It's like, you know how the Browns were statistically so bad for so long, it would have been more likely for them to be good one of those few years and they just <laughs> weren't? That was like a fun stat for not Browns fans that was going around for a while. It's like that. It's like <laughs> oh man. at some point they're going to end up being good. It's just, you know, you just statistically like, speaking, it's likely that they just will. They've been so unlucky. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But next up, we move to Pittsburgh. And uh, one of the – a lot of their main teams have a lot of uh, in-organization kind of hires. Uh, Matt Canada, uh, longtime quarterback coach, is now their OC. And uh, Mike Sullivan goes up to quarterback coach. Um, he – was actually with uh, Army for a couple, like, most recently. And then they've got a couple uh, coordinator changes or, like, coach changes on the offensive side with Alfredo Roberts as the tight ends coach and Adrian Alfredo. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a pretty great name. I love um, he this was, guy already. <laughs> he was the tight ends coach last year, and he's coached just a lot of tight ends for the last, like, 13 years for, like, five different teams. Um, and then Adrian Clem, uh, he was... Again, assistant O-line coach and is now their O-line coach. But um, as many changes as there are, um, keep, they keep Tomlin, they keep Keith Butler. Front offices is all the same. The defensive coaches are the same. Um, the position coach part on the offense, I think, is probably worth, like, maybe half a point. But, like, Matt Canada is, like, going up from quarterbacks to OC. So, like, there's, there's still a consistency there, even though there's change. And I don't think, uh, like, Randy Fickner like departure like hurts a ton and uh no i think this is a good thing yeah so like <laughs> i think i'll still give them a four and a half maybe like a 4.4 like because right. like there's barely a change it's just like some position coaches things which may be worth half a point but this canada change to oc is like is barely a change like yeah because a lot of it was roethlisberger doing stuff and like i think canada was probably already in on it anyway like <laughs> yeah it's barely a change and i uh, no don't don't uh, what if it, if it ain't broke don't fix it like this team has been good for however long so yeah if only their um roster was the same yeah that's the issue is the quarterback play but you know yeah. <laughs> only so much you can do at that point it's and they not, had a lot of departures like their offensive line is not the same they lost villanueva and yeah. DeCastro and someone else yeah, I think that's you can maybe not. Well, they, they're oh, kind of ca- yeah, they're they're very cap fucked, and uh, yeah, DeCastro, you have Pouncey. Yeah, a lot of people are gone. Their O line's kind of in shambles, and you can maybe not Colbert for that. But I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna say they should have replaced him. Like, no, exactly. Who, who would you replace? Yeah, a lot, a, lot, a lot of times, like even with like coaches or guys you don't like, there's also the aspect of like who would you replace him with? Too, mm-hmm. like as much as like I'm gonna dump on the Raiders, like I would have to say like. I like I would want them to go like get Dimitrov and like I don't know if that's realistic or not. So Yeah, or like the Ravens, for instance. Let's say you're a hard Roman hater, which, you know, that sounds weird to say, but you know, let's say you're not a Greg Roman guy and you're just like, I want a new OC. Well who who would you like? Who yeah. is available that you would want that like, would, would you be, be better? A quarterback coach or something? Like yeah, who would you like pick? Which I think exactly. there are there are options. Like I we mentioned uh the quarterback's coach who is now um what former Lions where is he? What's his name? The guy we mentioned earlier. Daryl Bevel. 
Jim Bob uh, Cooter. <laughs> no, the uh, the one who was with the Texans and then the Lions that is now somewhere else is the quarterbacks coach, I think. Oh, um, what's his name? Who said uh, it was good? Yeah, yeah. Was it have... Sean Sean Ryan? Yeah, Sean Ryan. I was like, I know I was tabbed. Yeah, Sean Ryan. Like maybe you like maybe you want him, but yeah, I mean Roman. Just to recap, just like you know, he's been with the team for years. He knows how to play with Lamar. Like you'd yeah. much rather just keep that for now. Yeah, I don't think there's a reason to make a change yet. Um. But yeah, next up we've got Seattle. Um, most most of the same. The big change is Shane Waldron is now their OC. They got rid yes. of uh, Shoddy, Shoddy, and brought in Waldron, a uh, McVay disciple. He's been the Rams' pass game coordinator for the last three years. Um, which you know, <laughs> Nick's Nick's bag. But in 2018, like that year, that year was good. Yeah. So the last two years, they they've not like. I know like they've not been amazing, but like some of the underlying metrics haven't been like bad. But I don't I don't think it's 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 not a downgrade. Like it's definitely not a downgrade. I would no, say. I wouldn't call it a downgrade. I mean, I think that Russ is a little upset that they got rid of Shoddy, but yeah, I mean, hope, <laughs> you just gotta hope Waldron and Carol let Russ do his thing. Um, yeah, let him cook, baby. Yeah, I said I don't really have I don't really have much evaluation on this. I mean. I just don't know how he's going to do as a full-on OC because he will be the OC. Like, it's not like with the Rams where he's, like, you know, helping McVay out. Like, Pete Carroll's going to say, hey, Shane, like, you are, you are, you got the offense. This is you. Like, like they do have a pass game coordinator and a quarterback's coach and a run game coordinator uh, who he's new, Andy Dickerson, also coming up from the Rams with Shane Waldron, which the run game has been pretty good. Um, pretty defense good. is pretty much all the same. They have a new linebacker's coach, but... Um, Said, I don't know how to evaluate this because, like, I know we've kind of been iffy on Pete Carroll at times, but there's no reason to get rid of him again. Um, so, four for consistency, pretty much. But I, I have no clue how to evaluate this. I am unsure. I mean, I, they, yeah. they kept a lot of good pieces, like, and their and their staff. So, I guess good. I mean, the offense definitely stalled out in the second half of the year. There was half the year there, Russ was being talked about as an MVP candidate, and then the other half of the year it was. Like where did the offense go? Mm-hmm. Are they here? Yeah, so um, they needed. To so make yeah, some I mean, it's completely ambivalent, is how I would put myself. <laughs> I don't know, and I am unable to provide an educated <laughs> answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Help. <laughs> it's okay to say I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it is okay to not know. Um, next up, we've got uh, San Fran uh, across the division here. So. These changes are actually at the coordinator spots um, because they uh, lost them. Went to the Jets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, D'Amico Rhines is their DC. Um, longtime linebacker coach for uh, Texans and Eagles. He'll be replacing uh, Sala. So, yeah, wasn't yeah. he a linebacker for the Texans? I think he might have been a linebacker too. That sounds right. Yeah, I think he played linebacker for the Texans. Yeah, he went he to Alabama. He played for a while. He played for like a decade for Houston and Philly, yeah. Yeah. So Um he was good. A linebacker he was an being all pro. Yeah, a linebacker being a coach makes sense too. Like as a linebacker you have to really know defense. Like so that that's one of the positional to coach things that makes it the most obvious sense, I'd say. So what's really interesting is he's basically from the solitary. Um, and I remember reading about this because he went to the Texans and Sala was the linebackers coach who worked with him the most closely. 
Hmm. And then he followed Sala to the Niners, uh, where he became quality control coach and inside linebackers coach, which is essentially what Sala did, but with the Texans. Sala was a player and became the linebacking coach there and then worked his way up. So he's almost Mm -hmm. following the Sala trade line, and now he is officially uh, the defensive coordinator for the Niners, which is really (laughs) cool. Um, So I'm not, you know, that's cool. Obviously don't have a whole lot of info on him. He's relatively new to the game. He's probably under, he's 36, yeah. Yeah, so I I mean, I, I will be optimistic on it. I'm optimistic mostly just because I don't know if it matters who the OC is. Kyle Shanahan is there, and he's putting all of it together. Uh-huh. So yeah, what like, really matters is who's calling the plays and, you know, has the right mindset of what to do there. Yeah, I, uh, I was supposed to mean, like, I'm optimistic on D'Amico Ryans. Like, I think, like, a successful linebacker in the league should be able to have a good time as a coach. Like, you, you have to know defense to be a good linebacker for a while. Right. <laughs> So if you play a linebacker for a decade, you know defense. But um, OC is Mike McDaniel. He's been a Shanahan assistant for like a decade. Um, <laughs> so he'll be in the coordinator role now, though. Um, and then Scangarello uh, comes back as quarterback's coach there. So again, a lot of some promotion like from within. But yeah, the new addition on the defense, like that's where a lot of the big change comes in. So yeah but yeah he because he, he was their linebackers coach so it's still technically like within an organization right but so yeah i'm not down um even though they lost some guys i think they'll be okay yeah it might be like a four or like a little under a four i would say maybe like 3.8 about yeah. because i think like the the with with the inter-organizational promotions to oc and dc it's more like a half point knock because like you're keeping a lot of the same but when it's both and then some positional, I might even be worth going like 3.5 because like there is a fair amount of change. Yeah, I mean, Van Pelt, or not Van Pelt, um, fucking what's his name? Uh, the guy that went to the Jets, uh, LaFleur. LaFleur. <laughs> um, gosh. I'm like, give me so, more. There's so many I'm names. Try, I tried a $100,000 pyramid this shit. I'm like, come on, keep going. <laughs> yeah, no, so many names. Uh, LaFleur brought a bunch of people over from the Niners. So they lost a lot of people in some of the smaller positions so like their quality control coach and all of those things are promoted within the organization but taking on new roles so and there's a lot of it yeah so so yeah i think three and a half out of five there is pretty good and i'm like i said not concerned about it it's just worth mentioning yeah and like these changes were out of necessity so like yeah i i'm not gonna like say much in particular because like they didn't choose to make the change they like how to make the change but i I think i think the inter-organizational promotion with a group that's been mostly successful is a good move so but um next up we've got tampa bay who i believe is keeping everyone keeping everyone bring them all back kind of a cheese thing five yep cool good like (laughs) i'm putting yep cool good like everyone's there all good um good and man and like player, like player wise too, they got everyone. This is like this. This is the most consistent team technically overall. But man, the Bills um, can't be that far behind them. But yeah, yeah this is I, definitely number one. They have a few more player changes, but exactly. Yeah, no, they have basically all twenty-two starters returning. Tampa does. Yeah, it's absurd. Yeah. This team co- and coaches full full running it back. Damn. Yay! Fucking shit. All right. Uh. <laughs> 
Next up, we've got Tennessee, who uh, does have some change with uh, Arthur Smith leaving. They uh, promoted uh, Todd Downing, who was the tight ends coach. Um, he was actually the Raiders OC in 2017 uh, as well. But I assume he will more or less be keeping the uh, same sort of style of offense there for them. But I do think it's worth noting, like, it is a different OC who was actually calling the plays. So that yeah. is a, that is a change. And I think that, like, with the coach aspect of it matter, like, it's so like San Fran losing their OC or, like, Pittsburgh losing their OC who was, their, like, and they're getting their quarterback coach there, like, Canada. Like, there's there's a difference there, whereas, like, when you're losing Arthur Smith, who is, like, a big part of why your offense is successful and your head coach is Mike Vrabel, who's a defensive guy, like, I think that's more that's more of a change, even though it's still in the organization. Yeah, to me, this is more of um, promoting Randy Fichtner or Feitner to offensive coordinator than Matt Canada, if that makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'm not sold on this. I don't know if their offense is going to be the same. Now, they, of course, just got Julio, so it's going to be hard not to. Yeah, that's the thing, where <laughs> he, he might get bailed out a bit. He might get bailed out a bit, but I'm not as uh, inspired by this promotion uh, for him yeah. as, you know, I could be with some of the other guys. Yeah, like, I would need to look through... I This is a situation where I think they should have poached a quarterback coach or made it a good attempt to. Um, again, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reference him, like, Pep Hamilton a lot. Like, he's still a quarterback's coach. Like, he should... Like, he could have easily become, an like, an OC this year with all these openings we're looking at. Yeah. Um, like, I think the Titans should have kind of looked around a bit more. Um, I get trying to keep the consistency, but, I mean, I, we, we will see, but I'm unsure. And then uh, Shane Bowen takes over the defense um, with, uh, or sorry, he, he was uh, in charge of defense after DPs retired, but wasn't officially the coordinator to, like, the end of the season, basically. So he's not really, like, new, per se. I had him in here as technically sort of new within the organization, but it's not really new. Kind of sort of new. Yeah. Like, you bought it used, but it's pretty much in make. Yeah, so he's barely a change, which I think in terms of talking about, like, this versus, you know, San Fran, like, I think it kind of bounces out again to, like, a one-and-a-half-point knock where most most OC change, barely DC change. Um, the, position, the position coaches are basically the same, though, so maybe it's even less. Because um, the defense changes barely a change. Hmm. Let's see. Yeah, let me take a look at the technicality of. His I think it's a. I think it's a change that's worth noting, but it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because he was. Yeah, I'm looking through like his technical responsibilities. Um. Linebackers, again, right? Yeah. So after the 2019 season, Titans D coordinator Dean Pease retired. Beginning with the 2020 season, head coach Mike Brable assumed. Most of the duties held by BTK, but he, but Bowen did a lot of the defensive play calling. So, and he was also the linebackers coach, uh, outside linebackers coach. So yeah, he, yeah, I like how they have like a separate inside and outside linebackers coach. It's kind of funny, but uh, <laughs> classic Titans move. So yeah, he is moving up a smidgen. Yeah, I'm ultimately more concerned with the offense, yeah. just the play calling of the offense, mm-hmm. um, because Arthur Smith. And slung that shit. <laughs> yeah, he was a large part of their success. Um, <coughs> so consistency. I think the defensive coordinator thing is worth like uh, 
not much, maybe a quarter at most, but the OC thing is, is a large change and is almost worth a whole one. Yeah. Um, so like 3.8 maybe? Yeah, just a little under Just under four. four. Yeah, a little more than San Fran because, again, all within the organization, but, um, like, I mean, actually San Fran was too, but, like, their, their defensive coordinator is, like, was basically already the guy, but Todd Downing's got, like, a big change, and the position coaches are staying a lot of the same too, which does mm-hmm. help some. It helps kind of support the new coordinators i think too sure so i but evaluating it i mean i'm cool i mean maybe not cool but i don't know the defense struggled a lot i think it, it might have just been too much on Rabel's plate like maybe saying shane you are the full-time d coordinator might help a lot instead of Rabel trying to manage head coaching and defensive coordinating yeah but <laughs> so it's tough like their defense if they hadn't gotten last Julio. year if yeah, they had not gotten Julio, I'd be pretty down on him. I'd be downing on him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really that big on that move now the more I think about it. But yeah, the Shane Bowen I'm kind of, I'm I'm a little unsure of. Like there's a very like like I said, the what I just stated, like there's a very like reasonable explanation for why the defense was so bad last year, along with just lack of talent and personnel. But running it back with him after the defense was that bad like maybe you should have said hey just stay here as this position coach will get a new dc so i have my reservations on that so they they could be hurting at the coordinator spots this year the more i think about it right but we talked about them in their window and who knows man yeah it's tough the, the window's derrick henry yeah so, and they've got like <laughs> another year or two and they, I mean, Julio's now part of it, so they really have like a year or two. Um, yeah. And then, lastly, we've got Washington, who actually is a full five out of five consistency. What? As far as I'm aware, uh, who is their GM? That's that's the one thing I wasn't sure of. It's a, um, a conglomerate of Rivera um, interacting with other people. Yeah, like I think Martin Mayhew is technically their GM, and he's new, so maybe not full five out of five. Where yeah. was he before? He was he Niners. was with uh, San Fran, so I get I guess four out of five. So they do I guess they have a new GM. So four out of five. <laughs> yeah, the thing I was looking at was basically um, Herney and Mayhew made it clear that Rivera is in charge. Yeah, like he definitely so does like, a lot of the what, personnel work. Right. So that's why I just put Rivera there, because if he's doing all of the, you know, this is who we're taking in the draft, you can give me the scouting report, but this is who we're going for. I'm still kind of putting that on Rivera. Yeah, so not quite a five, but more more than a four. Um, maybe like four and a half-ish for yeah. a little, maybe a little under, I don't know. Around there. That's, yeah, around there. That's kind of what I would put him. Some are in the four to five range, depending on how much responsibility Rivera <laughs> does actually have. But, I mean... Scott Turner is there um, with some upgrades in personnel, I think. Um, their quarterback oh, yes. play is pretty rough last year. So, I mean, I think he'll have a lot more to work with. And, you know, oh, yeah. another year of development for uh, McLaurin and Logan Thomas. They brought in Curtis Samuel. Like, Antonio Gibson's learning how to play running back. <laughs> like, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to win the Super Bowl this year. Dude, that's that's, just fa- <laughs> that'd be so funny. New team name. Well, lack of team name. Uh, Ron Rivera, like Fitzpatrick. That'd be such a funny pairing to like win a Super Bowl. Could you but, imagine if Fitzpatrick went to like his twenty-somethingth team and won the Super Bowl with them at like forty? I mean, God, that's just like 
What a he, legend. He he's he's a fi- like he he has gotten better as he's gotten older. He's like, gotten better as he's gotten older. A fine wine. Fine wine, baby. Extra fine. Man, the the we have here are uh, Fitzpatrick Red. It's been aged since uh <laughs> when was he drafted? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, I I'm, I'm glad they have a lot of consistency for a team that has lacked that for like 20ish years ish. <laughs> like they've not had anything. <laughs> Like Del Rio, I love Del Rio as a defensive coordinator. Um, yeah, me too. He was good at that. Yeah, I feel like he kind of got done dirty a bit by the Raiders too after his head coaching stint there briefly. But yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, they've got all their position coaches back, so I'm kind of intrigued by what they're going to do this year with this mostly consistent team. So I'm very intrigued. They're a yeah. big yay for me. Mm-hmm. So that sums up the uh, rest of the squads. Yeah, I think so. So the, I guess we'll go through like the fives. Uh, We're trying so to see we, if I can sort this. Oh yeah, there we, we probably go. can. Yep. Let's there we go. Nice. Yeah. So the fives, uh, we've got Buffalo, Cleveland, Kansas City, New England, and Tampa. Um, close by are Arizona, Cincinnati, and the Giants. Um, and for the most part, uh, we're you know happy with a lot of those consistencies. Some not good consistency. We have, we've got Chicago, um, the Raiders. They're a little more down, actually. But, yeah, most of these teams that didn't overhaul were at least a three and a half. Because, like, there's, like, a big gap. Like, all these teams that overhauled were, like, one or lower, except for the Jets. We gave a little boost. And then everyone else was, like, three and a half or higher. Um, so there's, a, there's a, like, a big kind of condensed group. But, yeah, these five, like the fives of Buffalo, Cleveland, Kansas City, and Tampa, um... New England's the only team that was bad last year. Like, so I feel like they could be in for a bounce back, unfortunately. like I would assume they are. But, yeah, Buff- Buffalo is the one I'm most gung-ho on just because, like, it's it's it just makes me happy to see them doing well. But, <laughs> yeah, T- Tampa running it all back, Kansas City running it all back, and even Cleveland, of course, like, with their first good year and however long it is. Yeah. So th- those teams should get off to hot starts and be good this year. Um I know we mentioned last episode those teams that have a big overhaul may have a slow start, um, and say like San Fran, the Rams, like with a fair amount of change, like mm-hmm. of the the most change if not overhaul teams like could start slow, which makes sense like because there's also like the potential quarterback change and everything for but like for the Niners and of course there's a change for the Rams, so could be some slow starts, but I I, th- I think these consistent teams should start hot. Yeah, I think what's interesting is there's no twos, really. And that's yeah. mostly because it's very rare that you're going to fire exactly like half or a yeah. little bit more than half of your personnel, but keep two of the guys. Like, you're not going to keep your GM and head coach, but fire the coordinators. Yeah, or you're that's not, not going to keep the co- Yeah, you'll never keep the coordinators and then fire the head coach and GM. Like, there's. It, or yeah, Except there's the always exactly right. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> they get one of their coin errors, but yeah, most of the teams either overhauled or tried to keep them most of the same. Again, sometimes out of necessity, like with with the Niners here. But as, I think it's good to go through all of these and see how we can expect some of these teams to carry over success or not from uh, last year. But uh, hopefully, this this uh, little. I'm going to call it serious because it's, you know, two episodes. But hopefully <laughs> going through this was helpful for everyone. I know it was helpful for me. I assume it was for you too, Mozzie. But, Definitely. Um, 
we'll be back uh, next week with some more uh, TBD on what we're going to go over. But uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on uh, Twitter and TikTok at Mozzie and the Muscle. And we will, we will miss you dearly while we're gone. Oh, yeah, brother.